Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify, then follow or download if you like have a car trip or something that you're going on. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then you can also follow, comment, I think you can download on there. If you're listening on SoundCloud, then you can also follow and comment and um, yeah, you can't download on there, but you can definitely listen. So go ahead and do that. <laughs> and like. You can like them on all oh, those yes. things. Definitely like it. Definitely follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Songwriting Saves the World. Follow. We post on there several times a week. Yep. Follow us on Twitter at Song Saves World mm-hmm. and also on Facebook. You can like our page, Songwriting Saves the World. And if you really like these episodes, you can support us really on like Patreon it. at Songwriting Saves the World. For $4 a month, you get extra content from the guests such as song breakdowns of songs we love from them they tell us all about how they were made and you get a song Rainy saves the world laptop sticker pink pretty super cute cop it so without further ado let's jump into this episode with piper madison Woo! Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. Today we have a really special guest, Piper Madison. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so we'll much do- for having me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a little bio for you. Very professional. <laughs> Piper Madison is an American Billboard Top 40 recording artist and songwriter, multi-instrumentalist and actress, which I didn't know but I googled you. Um... <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> um, she put out Who's Running Your Mind, her album in 2019, followed by Christmas EP Snowfall. And as far as acting, you were in 100 Things to Do Before High School on Nickelodeon. I was. That was that was my first like big role. I played Zelphaba, a witch. Whoa. Well, nice. everyone thought she was a witch. It was fun. <laughs> it was really that awesome. That sounds really cool. It that's was fun. Re- that's crazy. I had no idea <laughs> that you were a Nickelodeon star. You're a, a child star. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a little thing i did okay just a little side thing whatever <laughs> so we do a little intro game called right to our tank and it's basically mm-hmm. the musical version of f mary kill mm-hmm. so you can write with an artist tour with an artist which would be strictly touring and then one that you have to tank we can think of it as like a fun carnival game water tank yeah or not you could also think of it it as feels gruesome. less <laughs> But the three game. options are Transviolet, Joni Mitchell, and Mumford and Sons. Ooh. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. It's kind of a broad range of people. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What were the options again? The first <laughs> one was right. Wait, right. Transviolet? Yeah. No, no, for the, for the game. Oh, oh, right, tour, and tank. Okay. I would write with Joni Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. I would tour with Transviolet. Mm, they seem okay. like so much fun on stage. And I would have to tank Mumford and Sons because I think that like tanking a whole band in a oh. carnival bucket of water would just be hilarious. Yeah, and also it's not as <laughs> offensive because like they have each other. So like they're not <laughs> yes, gonna feel they can each other Yeah, it's singled out. They have this unifying experience. Slash <laughs> just said they have a support system. <laughs> they and do. Because of that, it's not that bad. I think that makes sense. I actually thought that's what you were going to say when you said it's a band. Wow. So, like, that's, like... Read my mind, yes. So, can you start with, like, a background of your journey, your musical journey? What brought you to yeah. now? 
Totally. So, I mean, I've always, I've had a musical family. Just we played music mm-hmm. in our house all the time. My dad played piano and guitar. My mom played the banjo. So I was always banjo. surrounded by music. Yeah, well, we're from Kentucky, the bluegrass mm-hmm. state. So, <laughs> so, but we moved out here to L.A. when I was nine for mm-hmm. acting originally. Mm-hmm. And you know how, if you know how the acting business works, it's a lot Not of really. auditioning <laughs> and then waiting. <laughs> well, I can mean, explain it. it. It's mostly okay. like waiting uh-huh. to hear if you got something. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So you go and you want, yeah. So it's just a lot of waiting. So in, like, I love acting so much, but um, like in between auditioning and working, I started writing. Mm. Um. Because I've always been into, like, poetry, and I've always played mm-hmm. music, and I started playing piano when I was eight, mm-hmm. and guitar when I was ten, Young so prodigy. I kind of had that musical background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, it was it was usually for fun and, like, casually at the yeah. beginning. But then when um, I moved out here and I started having, like, more time in the creative entertainment industry, mm-hmm. I just found myself gravitating towards creating my own music. Yeah. And when I was 12, I wrote my first song. Woo! I kind of feel like it's a really depressing song. You know, I kind of feel like twelve is the you know? magic age. I feel like a lot of yeah. people are like, yeah, I started writing when I was like twelve, like twelve. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's a transitional age. It is. Like it is tween to teen. Not a lot to write. Yeah, about. there's a lot of feelings <laughs> happening when you're twelve. Exactly. Yeah, because you really want people to like start taking you seriously in the world. Yeah. You're like, I'm not a. I'm not a kid anymore. But like, you still are. I'm so, yeah. I'm almost I'm a, a teen. teen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's interesting that you originally moved out there for acting mm-hmm. yeah it's really been fun seeing how this journey has shifted like yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I had no idea that I would be here like so focused on music with an album out mm-hmm. like when I was great when I was album 10 by the way here, I had no idea oh my god thank you so much <laughs> I really you. like it yeah I really appreciate that thank <laughs> you Same. it was a, it was a really fun process that album yeah because it was my first one. So, like, you know, you have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, it's your album it's baby. album baby. It is my album baby. My firstborn. Yeah. Your first for real. Born. You know, everyone loves the firstborn. That's, born. Exactly. Yeah. They're so special. <laughs> so, you're a rock pop artist, mm-hmm. but your song, Little Bit of Rain, was remixed by Chris Cox to be a dance club song. Mm-hmm. So what was it like having your song transformed to a totally different genre? Yeah. It was mind-blowing what (laughs) how many different ways like a song can be produced for such a different feel you know like Mm -hmm. with different instruments and different production it's a completely different song yeah so I thought that was a really cool um and it was really cool collaborating like I love doing collaborations because Mm -hmm. you get Mm -hmm. to hear everyone's different perspective and it brings so many so many unique um just perspectives to the table that like yeah that when you're like yeah. sometimes you need that extra ear you need another for real listener <laughs> you know and it's necessary yeah, so it gives it this um this whole other feel that like you don't yeah. really get when you're like doing it just by yourself i mean i love writing by myself yeah. and creating by myself too uh-huh. but of when course. you when you combine it with other people's opinions and perspectives and experiences it's just a whole new thing yeah it's awesome. i was yeah it's nice to feed off of each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you work off each other and you bounce ideas off. I was um um on your Spotify in preparation <laughs> for this um 
interview and I was listening to like I like went through like listening to all the different remixes of Little Bit of Rain. <laughs> They're all so different. Yeah, they are. And I was really like you said, like how many ways can you like make a song into a different song? Like I was just I was really like, taken aback because I've never like obviously I've heard a song and then a remix of a song or like a duet version or whatever a cover whatever however way you're gonna twist and change it but i've never heard like one song be shown in all these different way these different lights were you like it was cool thank you yeah when when we were producing them we were thinking about like where would this be played and where would this be played because it's different audiences now that you can reach with different forms of the same song Mm -hmm. so you still Mm -hmm. get your message across but it's just to different people who resonate with with it different musically yeah wait that sentence made zero grammatical sense i think you know what i mean i think it It made made sense sense yeah i got the message yeah i caught the drift okay (laughs) that's what's important (laughs) so like i met you obviously at grammy camp last year 2019 which is like a great place to build a community and to meet other songwriters and people and people i don't know musicians and people um but you've been like putting out music for a lot of your teen years so how did you like make that happen and build your community like prior to I don't know going to Grammy camp but that's not really what I mean but like prior to now (laughs) yeah being an indie artist it I've done a lot of it myself and just with my personal support system Mm -hmm. like and because Mm -hmm. my parents I'm really really blessed that my parents are super supportive of me and yeah They've always, Love like, that. been involved and supported my dreams. Like, so my dad and I actually produce together sometimes. No way. That's Yeah, so we kind of, yeah, so we've always kind of um, had this, like, musical bond where we mm-hmm. are, like, I'm, I'm really comfortable with bouncing, like, creative ideas off of him, mm-hmm. and he helps me produce sometimes, and we, um, so we kind of do it as, like, a family system and that's crazy that's so yeah. cute. i feel like that's and uncommon that's really i love supportive families like yeah. i don't yeah, yeah i feel really grateful sometimes my dad like kind of plays bass like he like plays bass and ukulele but like just like for fun but sometimes i like we've like had a couple times where we like we like played music together but i like can't imagine like fully like i don't know being like creative peers with like your parents <laughs> You know, it was really, sometimes it's harder to perform and show your ideas to people that are really close to you. Yeah, for sure. I don't sure. know why that is, but so kind of overcoming that, I feel like, has made me a better performer and more mm-hmm. comfortable on stage because it's it's even harder to do it with yeah. people you're close with. Well, I feel like it's harder with people you're close with yeah. because you really care about what they think. Like, random strangers, yeah. you're just like, oh, if you don't like it, well, whatever, but... <laughs> Yeah, like when my parents say something, like, yeah, when your family or someone you love says something critical of you, you're like, oh my gosh, I know. oh no. <laughs> but but overcoming that, yeah, right. But like overcoming that fear of being um, criticized and stuff by people that you really care about, it kind of makes playing for strangers like a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Has there so much ever been something like if you're – like working with like your dad or your family that you're like if you're writing a song that's really personal or like kind of like a touchy subject or whatever is is it ever like oh I don't want to tell them that because I feel like I've written songs about things where I'm like I don't need like I don't need my parents to know this (laughs) (laughs) 
I know exactly what you're saying. Yes, that does happen sometimes, <laughs> especially when I write a song about, you know, someone that I like yeah. or some mm-hmm. sort of side of me that you don't necessarily want your parents to yeah. know <laughs> or think about. It can be a little awkward, but I I go in, when I'm recording, I go into this space where it's just me mm. and no one else is around and nobody else really has an opinion yeah. that could interfere with that. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I love that Sasha asked that because I knew she was <laughs> going to. I was like, Sasha and vulnerability? Absolutely <laughs> Also not. in sync. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about, um, what, wait, what's your zodiac sign, Piper? A Pisces. Okay. Because we've talked about, Anik and I are both Aquarius and we like it's kind of weird we've talked about being songwriters so like aquarius are very emotional but we're not good at like being vulnerable when it comes to like ourselves and our stories so like yeah. <laughs> like you knew i was gonna ask that anytime someone's like share with no. the class <laughs> yeah totally i totally mm-hmm. i totally get that but overcoming that feels like so freeing yeah yeah but especially because like you've if you've um, been afraid to share your message and say mm-hmm. what you want to say for so long, it makes it feel even better when you finally do free yourself from that and you finally do figure out, mm-hmm. oh, wait, it doesn't matter. I can say what I think because that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the day. Yeah. Take a page from <laughs> yeah. Don't know what that's like. Cannot relate. But, but it sounds, I'm, I love where your head's at. <laughs> it's a journey. It's a process. I've. You know, it is. I've been there for <laughs> sure. Oh boy. Okay, so you're quite rock influenced in your music. Where do you think that comes from, and who are some of your inspirations, and how do you think they show up in your music? I have so many artists that inspire me. A lot of indie rock, like female powerhouses, mm. like. Grace mm-hmm. Potter, mm-hmm. Um, Paramore was always yes, a huge inspiration. Yeah, snap to that. Right, right. Paramore. I love those, like, rock, um, just, like, female badasses. They are so inspiring mm-hmm. to me. And from, like, a songwriting perspective, like, Sia. Oh, um, I love Sia. Sia's a legend. Right. She's awesome. Yes. Oh, my gosh, I know. And Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. like, her songs and her voice. Oh, yes. I kind of, because I, I have such an eclectic taste, mm-hmm. I like so many different types of music. I feel like I combine mm-hmm. little pieces of mm-hmm. everything. Like, I like this style of guitar playing, but I like this style of lyrical yeah. formatting. So kind of combining it all yeah. so that nobody really knows where it all came from. Mm-hmm. And honestly, me neither. It's just <laughs> kind of like everyone I've ever listened to, yeah. sort of, I take something from and evolve. It's funny that you <laughs> say, like... The Paramore and Amy Winehouse, like, mixture really, like, makes sense for me, like, when thinking about you and, like, your music. Because I remember seeing, like, um, at, at, like, Grammy camp when we, like, had to perform, like, songs that we had written. What was that one you, like, wrote with, like, Callista the first day? Was it Callista and Harrison that you were writing with? It was Harrison and... Or Echo. Allie. It was Harrison and Allie... Oh, Ali Roar. Okay. Because I remember. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember, like, when you guys performed that one, and I was just like, wow, she's a good performer. That's fair. I was like, that's a rock star. (laughs) Thank you 
so much. Honestly, I still have that song in my in my what's it called? Journal my... head computer. In yes, okay. both. Both. <laughs> both? I, I still have that song like in my back pocket because I really loved mm-hmm. that song that we wrote together. And so bring bring that bring that the back memory. around. <laughs> happy, happy memory over there. So like as we were talking about a little earlier and you were talking about you moved to LA to do acting and that kind of evolved into music. But so you've been like in the entertainment industry since you were really quite young, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So how is like your goals for like your entertainment career, like music and acting, whatever, um, evolved since you like started out? Totally. When I was when I was younger and I wanted to move to LA and I had this huge dream, it was all about being a Disney star. I would yep. watch oh, yeah. Hannah Montana, <laughs> Sweet I love, Life. I love Hannah Montana. Right. All the classics. <laughs> I would look up to those and I would tell my parents, that is what I want to do. It's going to be And me. then we came out here and obviously as you get older, you sort of shift your um, what you watch and what kind of mm-hmm. things you like. Um, and so de- my goals definitely shifted. And then when I flipped over and started focusing more on music, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be a rock star. And I sort mm-hmm. of, I looked at all these artists that inspired me, like Grace Potter and Paramore, and mm-hmm. I would see them on stage just killing it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, now that's what I want to do. I want to do that. Yeah. But the main thing that I've always wanted to do is just be confident in front of people and and feel Mm. like I'm being my authentic self in front of everyone like I don't have to Mm. hide anything and that I'm just owning my power wherever I am and whatever I'm doing owning my power right yeah (laughs) that's been a major focus for me of a goal that I really want to fulfill Mm -hmm. is just learning like to step into my own power like Mm -hmm. that's been a major focus of this whole quarantine time yeah yeah I've been I've been shifting my mindset into that I feel I feel like same quarantine I've been thinking a lot about like confidence which is kind of similar like stepping and like where that comes from and I was actually watching like a YouTube video yesterday that was it wasn't really about confidence but like somehow the like person started talking about it and they were like I don't think confidence comes from like beating yourself up being like you have to like be this you have to be that like you can do it it's more just like really like loving yourself really deeply and so then like you're confident just because you know no matter what happens like you love yourself mm-hmm. this yes. is kind of a tangent that I just went on but I, it's been on I my mind that's so much what you just said that's <laughs> so true because it's not about the things that you do or the things that you make in the end it's really mm-hmm. about how you feel about those things and how you yeah. feel about yourself yeah. yeah for real and it's funny that you said you wanted to be a disney star because nickelodeon's pretty close so i would say that you achieved that yeah um <laughs> so much i don't know like young me would definitely be proud of how far mm-hmm. everything's come and you know that's that's really all i can strive yeah. to is just you know just like and so were content you, with where i am were you born in kentucky yeah i was born in louisville so how did you make your way to LA like did you tell your parents hey I want to be an actress like let's go to LA yeah, how'd you swing that how'd you convince yeah. them <laughs> if I said that my parents would be like all right good luck with that one yeah my parents oh my gosh no. yeah <laughs> yeah well I literally begged them for years I was 
seven or so when I started telling them that I wanted to be an actor. And at first, at first they said, okay, whatever. Everybody wants to do that. That's fine. But then they realized that like I really meant it. Mm-hmm. Right. On and year number so, two, they were like, "She said this." They were like, "She's every day. really <laughs> into this." <laughs> like every single this day is not for normal. two years. <laughs> exactly. So they started putting me in acting classes, mm-hmm. and I got with a local agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out about this acting camp in LA. And at first, mm. we thought, "Is this a hoax? This is not. <laughs> is this is legit. A scam? <laughs> it's a scam." Yeah. But we came out and we tried it out and it ended up being really awesome. And my sister and I got an agent at the end. Ooh. Yeah. And then we didn't move out um, immediately after, though. We went back to Kentucky Mm -hmm. and they would keep on calling and and asking if we were in town. We were like, no, we're not in town. Sorry. (laughs) But then we decided to come out for six months and just see what happened. And we ended up living here for 10 years now. (laughs) Love that. That's funny, That's though, story. because my little sister is currently seven, and, like, uh, I just, if she was, I don't know if I would believe it. <laughs> if she was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of think of, trying to think about what, like, how much she would have to push for something for my parents to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's move. Like, let's uproot and go. So Yeah, it was a slow move. It wasn't immediate, yeah. but I think I just had so much passion. Yeah, you're an impassioned seven-year-old. I believed it so hard that I was going to make that happen. Yeah. And you did. So. And you did. I did. So, I mean, I appreciate the drive. To all the seven-year-olds out there, <laughs> they're probably not listening to this podcast, but... Um, Coco listens. You can do it, guys. She does? Yeah, my little sister content. Coco listens to, <laughs> listens to the I podcast. I hope she's inspired. She will go. I didn't think kids listen to this because we do curse, but now I'm going to stop knowing that. Well, she, Coco lives with me anyway, so it's okay. She's probably heard. We don't really curse a lot anyway. (laughs) But like she will. Just a little. When it's emphatic. Yeah. When it's important. She'll like go. Um, My sister will like go into her room and like be like folding her laundry and be like, I'm going to go listen to Sasha's podcast now. (laughs) That's so cute. She listens on her iPad. It's so cute. I love that. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. (laughs) We'll probably keep going off on tangents. I know. That's the best. The best. So we see that on Instagram you post occasionally about yoga and (laughs) you doing yoga, which is very relaxing. And we love yoga. Yeah, I love yoga. Yoga too. I love Songwriting requires a lot of mental clarity. Mm-hmm. So is that one of the ways that you free your mind mm-hmm. and have mental clarity? And are there any other ways that you like to achieve that? Yeah, I've been focusing on working out and doing yoga and, and doing all those like physical things mm-hmm. to kind of release, um, especially throughout quarantine and stuff. And just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's um it's kind of like a self-love thing. Like if you take care of yourself and your your body will take care of you back Mm -hmm. um but more more than that when I'm songwriting and stuff like I've been toning in on my intuition and really tapping into like inner me you know what I mean yes inner piper (laughs) exactly so I feel like can like really just being connected with like the earth like being in nature Mm -hmm. and being in your environment and present where you are, like that is the best way to connect to yourself and your yeah. message that you want to write. Yeah, because I mean, like oh, to songwrite, so like because to write, I mean to be creative in any way, but like especially songwriting, it's all about where your mind is at. 
So, yeah. Exactly. Because the words come from your mind, so you got to be clear. Your mind's got to be know clear, what you say. crystal clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes if you're in a very chaotic space, you can use that too. And songwriting is very therapeutic for me. So when I'm yeah. stressed or when I have a lot going on, I just will sometimes scribble it all out mm-hmm. and then write a bunch of angry words. And I'll be like, hey, that's pretty good. I'm going to write <laughs> that That's down. not bad. I did myself there. <laughs> I'm going I'm to try singing that. My genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's that fun it's this funny like bounce back and forth when I, I guess like any type of artist probably feels this but um i always feel this when i'm like writing this bounce back and forth between like oh like this is the worst thing that's ever been made like this is terrible why would anyone ever want to hear this <laughs> this is trash like and wow this is picasso this is wow <laughs> like this is brilliant like, is like i'm shocking myself oh my gosh that's so relatable and sometimes you will be like wow this is trash but everybody else will be like that's the best thing you've ever written i know it kind of bothers me when that happens you're like it can't be i know i'm like no no yeah (laughs) like that's kind of an insult actually yeah i'm like wow this is this is great this is just great i know i know because then my whole world like my whole foundation is shattered when that happens because i don't trust myself anymore i'm like you're saying this is good i thought was a lie everything i thought was a lie exactly yeah (laughs) but it's kind of cool though because you realize that really everything is perspective Mm -hmm. so there is no right or wrong yeah and Mm -hmm. so you can really just do whatever you want and it's right yeah Yeah. i mean songwriting wise you can't just do whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) like do not take no i like this world that we're creating anything you want is right (laughs) right (laughs) okay um, we were talking, I don't know if it was last week on the podcast or a couple weeks ago, about how songwriters are just, as I've seen, super observant people. Usually sensi- sensitive people, but always observant people. And they really like take in what's around them really deeply. Um, so do you ever draw, like people draw inspiration from life, but sometimes it's from like books or movies or plays or just like random things that aren't like specifically like emotion or music related do you ever like get inspiration from things like that all the time i will literally write about my dog (laughs) or like a flower (laughs) like i have these i have these flower pots on Uh my balcony and the other day i was just sitting out there and i was looking around and i just started describing the flower Mm -hmm. and i came up with this metaphor for what the flower meant (laughs) to compare to my emotions Uh and i have i have no idea where it came from Uh but it was just a flower yeah and it inspired a song that's cool that's so So, funny you said you shout out started describing (laughs) it because i wrote this song like a couple weeks ago that is not like it's not the best thing that's ever been it's not the best thing not my not my best (laughs) came from i was just like on my computer and i was watching youtube and then i saw this thing like mm-hmm. sometimes i will write over beats that i just like find that are i just use youtube beats Ooh, that's a good idea and so they show up in like my recommended and one showed up in my recommended that had like it said like indie rock beat or whatever and it had this picture yeah. of of maddie healy like from the 1975 on one side oh and gosh. then someone who I think was just a model but looked like Kira Knightley 
And I like clicked on it and then I was just like listening to it and I was like, that's cool. And (laughs) I started humming and I like had this melody, but I didn't have any words. So I just started describing Uh the picture and that I was seeing in the thing. And the first three lines of it, I forget what they, oh, I think the first three lines was like, there's a keyboard to your left. There's a plaid shirt on your back. And that girl kind of looks like Keira Knightley. (laughs) That's so good. I love that so much because because it makes people wonder where the yeah, heck did this come? How did she do this? But really, I was really just describing exactly what I saw in front of me. That's and then amazing. it became it's really something cool. else. It became like a different, a uh, different idea. But that was how it started. Yeah, so it was so just cool. funny. I love that so much. Yeah, because when you're observing what's going on around you, mm-hmm. like the present moment will never be the same again. Like mm-hmm. every moment mm-hmm. is different. So if you describe what's going on around you right now, it will never be the same as what's going on around someone else at another time. Yeah. So it's always going to be unique and it's always going to be something no one's ever yeah. heard. So maybe that's always a good place to start for songs. Just start describing the room yeah. you're in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Songwriting 101. Like popcorn ceiling, <laughs> um, window. <laughs> I anyway. love it already. That's funny. Thank you for coming Thank on. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are so cool. Uh, this was you're really so fun. cool. <laughs> Thank you. Aw, I love for you real. Welcome, Welcome back. back. For song of the week and woman of the week. Okay. I went first last time. You should go first. Okay, so my song of the week this week is Smiling When I Die by Sasha Sloan. Oh. And I like Sasha Sloan. Yeah, me too. She looks a little bit like Claudia, which kind of trips me out, but... Claudia, Claudia Phineas's girlfriend, Saluski. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't know her last name, but she, I feel like they look similar. They have like the same like by their mouth, like the little dimple oh, thingy. Yeah, it's, you like, did it's send crazy. <laughs> Yeah, do you not see the similarity? No, I did see the similarity. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Anyway, um, smelling when I die <laughs> is my song of the week. I really, really love this song just because of the sentiment behind it, and, like living your life to the fullest, and mm-hmm. you know, just being in the moment. And mm-hmm. that's what I really love about it. Like, I love a good enjoy your life song. And that's what it feels like to me. And it's very vibey. Like, and the production is very, like, mellow, but still pop. And I yeah. really love that. I listened to her, but I don't know if I've heard that one. I'm going to listen to it now. I feel like you would know it. Surprisingly, like it isn't her it. top song, but it is the in my The title heart. sounds really familiar to me. I definitely have heard of it. If it's I number one either. in my heart, so. I like her song, Normal. Mm-hmm. That was the first one I heard of her. Anyway, yeah, that's a good pick. Good My song. song of the week is Best Friend Song by Rozzy. I love that song. Because it just came out, and we love Rozzy. Obviously, we stand Rozzy here on this podcast. We Go really listen do. to the Rozzy episode. Um, and I, we've talked about her a bunch since then. So, like, probably, like, any episode, we would be like, Rozzy, Rozzy. <laughs> but, um, so, like, when I was younger, we'd already talked about Hannah Montana in this episode, which is crazy because Hannah Montana was on my mind because I knew I was going to say this. Lo- I l- absolutely loved Hannah Montana. Still do. Still love Hannah Montana. And True Friend by Hannah Montana was, like, my go-to. I was, like, this song describes, like, my, like, closest friendships. Like, it's everything. Like, this song is great. This song is fire. And Best Friend Song by Rozzy is, like, my updated version of that. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel about it. And so I really love it. Good, song of the week. Pick. Everyone go I listen. I love that song. I've been listening to it nonstop since it came out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay woman of the week my woman of the week this week is Maisie Peters 
That's so weird because I nearly like like a hair away from picked her. Really? Yes. I was scrolling through my Spotify and I was like, mm, woman of the week. And I was just like, huh, I kind of want to talk about Maisie Peters. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I just really like her. I discovered her through Rachel and she's no an English music. Huh? I just said no way. Oh, yeah. I did but a way. before that, but she's really cool. <laughs> And she is British, which, you know, love British Superior. people. Superior, yeah. She's a pop singer, songwriter, and she started mm-hmm. her career by posting things on YouTube, which I love because you kind of just organically find your little fan base yeah. of people who are watching you. I don't know if she posted as, covers before, but I feel like that's how you sh- people usually start. However, as, well, how do I say this? As organic as the YouTube algorithm can be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really know how YouTube works, but I know that if I post things on YouTube, I don't become a pop star. Maisie Peters. (laughs) I love her. Maisie Peters. I love her song, Details. That was the first one Mm -hmm. I heard of her, I think. I think the first song that I heard from her was This Is On You. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty new. You should listen to her, like, her I love her her song, Favorite Ex. Oh, I did that. I covered it for our Dream Kid account. Oh, right, right. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I you know, really love her. Funny, she did like a song for, um, you know, the Birds of Prey DC movie, the, like the uh-huh. Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. The soundtrack to that, she did a couple songs on it, and it was so funny to hear her like, with kind of this like low key like trap beat. <laughs> <laughs> but she has this really delicate voice. But the songs are really good. It re- it worked. I'm gonna listen to them. Yeah, that's my one of the week. She's badass. You guys should listen to her. She's cool. I love it. Mine is kind of related. Mine is like kind of similar in a similar Pretty vein. Good. Claro. Cool. <laughs> a, sim- <laughs> a similar vein as in like also a YouTube rising star. But she like started on YouTube. Claro's from Massachusetts. Shout out. Woo. I love her song Bags so much. I love her song Alewife. Um, Claro is like the princess of bedroom pop. And really an inspiration to us all. She's like, you know, um, some. do you ever, like, just look either on Spotify or on YouTube for, like, lo-fi study music or whatever, like, rainy day oh, lo-fi yeah, music? I time. do that all the time. But I feel like Claro is, she, like, embodies that. She, like, is lo-fi study music. What's funny is that I usually, I landed on a folk, like, an indie folk for studying mm-hmm. playlist and that's just what i ended up because every time i do listen to like lo-fi study music i get really distracted <laughs> but when i listen to like indie study music i don't hmm. interesting yeah it's weird well those were our picks thank you guys so much for listening to songwriting saves the world we'll see you next week see you next week bye even in the dark i see your face